you know, that's that, that's really what we um, are what we are about when we gather is to really tap into that eternal stream of of praise that comes from from God's people from the beginning of time and will continue for all of eternity. You know, it's um, and and it's when we gather together. Of folks from all different types, from all different places, but we gather together as one voice, not trying to find my voice or your voice, but when we gather in one voice and we jump into the river of, of praise unto God from all of creation from the beginning to the end, that actually is what feeds our soul to where we can say it is well with my soul. It, I remember um, being having the privilege of going to Syria and, and gathering with um, uh, Christians, followers of Jesus from Iraq, from uh, Lebanon, from Syria, from the United States. We were, and, and these were nations that were you know, warring with one another at the time. But in the name of Jesus, we could gather together and in one voice we could sing the song, an English song written by a British slaveholder who had converted to Christianity, whose the, the very tune of that song that we were singing was related to the tunes and, and the, 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 the chants of the, the black Africans who were in the slave ships that John Newton had with him before he before he converted to Christianity and wrote the song Amazing Grace. And and just how astounding it was to be gathered with such different people in in six different languages singing that song of God's amazing grace. And even to today, to where Dennis can come and, and shows fourth generation away from a slave and, and yet gathered here to, to sing of Jesus' praise. And, and I can gather here knowing that through my father's, um, my, my father's mom's family had someone who was signed the Declaration of Independence. And yet today we can gather in one voice because of the, the power of God. It, it, that's, and, and that then feeds us so that we can sing it as well with my soul wherever we go. It's in, as we'll see in our passage, it's in gathering together that, that we are, are fed and become a part of that raging river of pra- eternal praise unto Almighty God. Our, our passage today is in Psalm 22. And, and um, Psalm 22, it's, it's a psalm of David. And, and it begins with David crying out to God because he is lost. He, he needs God's strength. He, he's, he's wondering where God is. And he cries out. The, the first verse of Psalm 22 is da- King David saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And you may remember that that's also the psalm that Jesus quotes as He's hanging on the cross. He says the same thing. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And in the first 21 verses of that psalm, largely are David, whatever his situation is, crying out, saying, God, where are you? What are you doing? Why is this happening? Uh, look at the enemies that are circling around me, that are uh, destroying me. And then at verse 22, makes a switch. 
where David says, it is well with my soul. And what we'll look at as we look at this at verse 22, the reason is because he then hearkens back to and joins in corporate worship. When he gathers with people of all different types to join into the one voice of God's eternal praise. It's there that David finds his peace his celebration, and his victory. It's in gathering with God's people together in praise where God's varied people are united in a single voice of praise. And that leads David in the midst of his pain, leads Jesus in the midst of his to say it as well with my soul. And It's the same for us. It's as we gather, as varied as we are, in a single voice of praise, then that feeds our soul, taps us into that eternal river of praise unto God, which then leads us in the midst of whatever the pain and whatever the challenge and whatever the struggle. All right, so Psalm 22, starting with verse 22. Um, I'm not going to use uh, the New Revised Standard, which is your pew Bible. I'm going to use the New International Version because uh, I think it does a better job of translating a, a few things. Um, so it will just be on the screen. But let's, uh, let's pray together. Gracious God, speak to us of your truth today. Prepare us. Help us to, to hear and receive and to, to be... Um, attentive and aware of that raging river of eternal praise unto you. Lead us so that we grow more and more into that one voice that you've created us to be. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. See, this is the very purpose of God's creation. To be one voice of praise unto him. It's the the reason we were created and it's the purpose of the whole Scripture to draw all together as one voice in Him. All right, and and so we'll see uh, then Psalm 22. Uh, We'll start here with verse uh, 22. As David now, it makes a big turn where he says, "I, I will declare your name to my brothers. In the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise Him. I mean, so he's in the congregation. He's, as we'll see, he's in the assembly. And he's praising unto God, gathering with others that are um, with him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him, revere him. All you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or disdained the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Which is exactly what what Helen was sharing with us. To gather with others in the the assembly before God, to bring praise to God. That feeds our soul, that connects us into that eternal voice of praise. No no matter how varied and different, as we'll see as we walk through this, just the common commitment to bow down and worship before our Creator. Now, the... uh, the word praise here, just to um, take that for, for a, a moment. Um, it's, uh, the word in Hebrew um, is um, halel. And it means he praises. And if you want to say like they praise or, or let's praise, you say, you add a U to it, halelu. 
And if you want to say, you want to praise God, you want to praise Yahweh, then it's hallelujah. What does that sound like? <laughs> hallelujah. You know, this is part of, of God's creative genius. In that we say hallelujah, and we're saying exactly the same word that King David said before God thousands of years ago to praise Him. We're saying exactly the same word that Jesus said to praise the Father. And we're saying a word that, it's not English, it makes no sense in English. There is no English derivative. It's a transliteration of the Hebrew. And yet it has covered the globe. You can go to any Christian gathering. You may not understand anything else. But if you say hallelujah, everybody else will join with you. Hallelujah. Isn't that absolutely astounding that that word of antiquity is still today the same single word that draws us to the one true God as one people in one voice. Hallelujah. And it draws all kinds of people together. Again, this has been God's purpose from the beginning to gather from all. Everywhere and anywhere, those who will honor and follow Him. And, you know, the word praise, the, the meaning the, of Hallel it is, is to praise. It's actually to boast, to brag. You know, it's, it's when we gather and sing and, and, and speak praise to God, we're bragging on the very character, on the, the love, on the, the beauty of God. It, it's somewhat in our language today, it's like we're trash-talking for God. Yeah, he's going to win. <clears throat> we trash talk with one another, you know, whether it's uh, uh, football season, basketball season, baseball, you know, yeah, we're going to beat the Steelers this year, yada, yada. <clears throat> but we come together. That, see, that causes division right there. Already causes division. But we come together, hallelujah, when we're saying, no, God's got the victory. And we join together, boasting, bragging on God. That's, that's what we gather to worship. All right. So, from you comes the theme of my praise. What we just sang, you know, it's your breath in my lungs. Even the praise that we give is a gift from God to us that we now have the privilege of joining in that which is eternal, that which is forever. His praise is forever. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vow. So, you see, he's even given his offering. You know, so he, he's gathered there. He's made promises. Now he's going to fulfill his vow. He's giving his offering before those that are gathered. For, uh, I'm sorry, you, you're good. Right, there you go. The poor will eat and be satisfied. They who seek the Lord will praise Him. May your hearts live forever. So, so the poor, and by the poor here, the word for poor here is not, not just those that, that don't make a lot of money, you know, that are in the bottom uh, 20% of uh, the median income in, uh, in Jerusalem. The, the poor here are those that are destitute. You know, those that are, those that are physically, uh, intellectually, they're, 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 they're crippled. You know, they, they cannot do anything. They can't walk. They don't have the capacity um, to, to do anything to care for. And in, in David's day, that meant you were on the side of the road. You were totally dependent on whatever any crumbs people would drop to you. So it was, it was the destitute. It was the poorest of the poor that he's saying have gathered and will now eat and be satisfied. And he's not just speaking metaphorically. He's speaking literally. 
all the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. I mean, so he's saying beyond whatever boundary you can consider, um, from anywhere and everywhere, they are coming unto God. All the ends. And they, they turn to Him. They repent. The word turn is to repent to the Lord. They, they come back to Him. All the families of the nations will bow down before Him. So, so families from every people group will turn down and bow down to Him. So it's as far as you can imagine, beyond any boundaries. And the, the word nations there is, is Gentiles, which is you know, anybody outside the church in, in David's day. Or in Hebrew, the, uh, the goyim, you may hear that. And that's what this is. These are those folks outside that now have gathered. So the poorest of the poor, all those that are outside, and it's all for the dominion. The, the sovereign power that belongs to the Lord who rules over the nations. So we think that the nations can put up boundaries. No. The, God destroys those boundaries. His power is so great. It's His power that brings the poorest of the poor and those for as far as we can imagine to come together in one voice in the great assembly of praise unto Almighty God. This, this, this means you know, that, that he, he is more powerful than the power of all the nations. Now, just, just think about that for, for a moment. You know, I mean, just think about the, the most powerful nation in the world today, the United States, when it comes to military might. You know, we've we got enough explosives, uh, enough um, bombs to destroy the world five, six, seven, eight times. Some even say 13. I figure after it's done once, we, we, know, we lose count. But that's a lot. Can you even imagine that power? And the billions of dollars that are, that are in, wrapped in, into that. I mean, just the, the power and wealth then that, that that entails. And yet, that doesn't hold... That, that's barely a candle flame compared to the, the power and dominion of Almighty God. And so, so it's that power that we that brings together such varied folks in that one voice of praise. And isn't it amazing at times what has such great power to divide us when it comes to having one voice? You know, it, it, that that we would let. Something like the style of the music keep us from joining in that one voice? That we would let the fact that the music is too slow or too fast or too quiet or too loud. That our own, our own personal preferences somehow of such great power that they prevent us from the absolute joy and blessing of joining in to that one voice that God has created among us and in us. But God has called all different types those that like it slow, those that like it loud, those that like it fast, those that like it quiet. 
Those that like music of every type and every age, He has called to be a part of that one voice. Let's continue on the passage. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. Now look, let's see what He's done. I mean, the poorest of the poor, they're going to feast and worship. And now all the rich, the earth will feast and worship before God. See how broad he is, how varied he is. And I love this. This is a fun one because in some translations say this. I chose not to use it. But, um, uh, but the, the rich, you know, the, the literal translation of that word is fat ones. The, the fat ones of the earth will feast and worship. <coughs> And that's a, that, that what, what you need to see there is because, well, what, what do rich or fat ones need to feast and worship? I mean, they've already feasted, right? But he's talking about the feast of the one voice coming together. And rich and poor alike, they need that. And, and in, in, you know, in, in David's day, the, the, the rich were the fat ones. The fat ones, that was a sign. That was a sign of class. That was a sign of, of being higher in class, of being rich. That meant you didn't have to work 12 hours a day in the field six days a week. That meant you had enough resource to be able to get not only what you need to sustain you, but even beyond. So even they are gathered. So the, the, you, we could say the, the filthy rich are gathered. Because there's a, a pejorative term. The, the, and the, the, but the, they're gathered. And all who go down to the dust will kneel before Him, the passage says. Yeah? So it, it's the filthy rich and the dirty poor. Those that are as poor as dirt. They're gathered in the same place. In one voice, because of the dominion of the power of God. Those who cannot keep themselves alive, even those who are dead, are a part of this voice. And even those, as we'll see, who are yet to be born. Posterity will serve Him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim His righteousness to a people yet unborn, for He has done it. So from the filthy rich to those poor as dirt, to those that are dead, to those who aren't even alive yet. That's the variety and the breadth of the one voice that God has called to join in the eternal river of praise. That's what we're a part of when we gather to worship. Not, not just a, a nice little pick-me-up or not just a time to, to, to gather and sing some songs. It is a time to plug in and to tap in to that raging river of eternal praise with those throughout the ages and around the world to say and sing with all who God has called. Hallelujah. Let us praise Him. That's what we're tapping into even today. And that is what fed David in his time of despair. That fed Jesus on the cross. And it's that, that gathering corporately with others, tapping into that, that one voice of praise that feeds us today. That's worship. One voice with a variety of people, with unique and individual expressions that are gathered together as one.
Now, th- this is how um, Eugene Peterson, uh, uh, maybe you've heard of the, uh, um, the message translation of the Bible. I want to read that to you. This is how he, he puts it, um, how he translates uh, this, this part of, of Psalm 22. <clears throat> Here's the story I'll tell my friends when they come to worship and punctuate it with hallelujahs. Shout hallelujah, you God worshipers. Give glory, you sons of Jacob. Adore Him, you daughters of Israel. He has never let you down, never looked the other way when you were being kicked around. He has never wandered off to do His own thing. He has been right there listening. Here in this great gathering for worship, I have discovered this praise life. I like that. Here in this great gathering for worship, I have discovered this praise life. See, that, that's what we gather, what we, we help one another to discover this praise life. And I'll do what I promised right here in front of the God worshipers. The down and outers sit at God's table and eat their fill. Everyone on the hunt for God is here praising Him. Live it up from head to toe. Don't ever quit. From the four corners of the earth, people are coming to their senses, are running back to God. Long-lost families are falling on their faces before Him. God has taken charge. From now on, He has the last word. All the power mongers are before Him, worshiping. All the poor and powerless, too, worshiping. Along with those who never got it together, worshiping. It seems like a lot of us relate to that last one there. Our children and their children will get in on this as the word is passed along from parent to child. Babies not yet conceived will hear the good news that God does what He says. Hallelujah. All right. I want to look one, one one last thing. I want to look to the end. I want to see that this, this one voice that God is pulling together, has been pulling together since the beginning, that God has formed, it, it, it is the eventual end. And it is brought together by Jesus and His death on the cross. That, that is what enables this to happen. That, that, and we'll look first at Revelation 5, um, verses 9 and, and 10. 997 in your pew Bible, or you can follow along on, on the screen. But, but what you have here now is the, John has this vision of what the end is going to look like. He has this vision of the end. And, and there's <clears throat> four gargantuan kind of creatures you know, that represent you know, the, the whole of, of creation, all of life. There are 24 elders that represent you know, God's people, the, the leadership of God's people. And they're, they're at the, the beginning of the end. And they're seeing it unfold. And, and the, the, the heavenlies are really unrolled. There's a scroll that has what, what the end time will be and how, how the, the end will come about. And, and they're wondering among themselves, who's worthy? Who's worthy to go pick up the scroll and, and unroll it and, and to start the end? Who's worthy of, of doing that? And that's where we pick, um, pick this up in chapter 5, verse 9. They sing a new song but, oh, because Jesus is there as, in the form of a lamb. Because He's the sacrificial Lamb. He's the one that dies for the sins of His people, for my sins and yours. He's the one that that cleanses us and has ransomed us, redeemed us, which has made Him qualified and the only one 
to bring all of creation to an end. So as he goes up on the throne and takes the scroll, this is what happens. So they, the four creatures and the 24 elders, they sing a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slaughtered, and by your blood you ransomed for God saints from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests serving our God, and they will reign on the earth. So Jesus is a lamb, is a sacrificial lamb. As he goes forward, the, the heavenly host joins in song saying, You are the one that's worthy because you've died to ransom, to bring back to God, to pay for the sins of people of every nation, tribe, um, and tongue that are around so that they then not just can be a nice group of people, but that they can be a, a kingdom of priests to rule the earth. That's what Jesus is bringing us together, not just to sing some songs, but to join in this voice of praise in all that we do. To have impact, to, to change us and to change our world. I wonder sometimes... Well, now, I propose to you this is the case. I think I'll stop wondering. That maybe that, that sometimes the church can be so anemic is because we've lost our purpose in gathering to worship in one voice. Yeah, that, that, we, that we gather to worship you know, in order to make my voice heard or to get our voice, whoever our voice is, instead of coming to find and tap into the one voice of Jesus who draws us together. And that that is part of the reason that we maybe are anemic. And I think that's, that's what happens when we let music style or the speed of the, the music or dance or lack of it or movement or lack of it or how folks participate in, in the worship service, how we let those things get in the way of listening for Jesus' voice. And, and I, I think we, we see that here. We encounter that here at times um, when we, we have one service, you know, unified services, combined services, and, and, and there are folks that say, you know, I don't go to those because they play this or they, play, or they don't play that. You can fill in this and that. I hear it from 360. <laughs> you know, you know it, it's like Goldilocks, you know, too hot, too cold, you know. Yeah, but I, I, th I think that, that when that happens, what we do is we're allowing our own preferences to be more powerful than God's pulling together one voice. And, and that, that, that leads to our, own, to our own demise. Our, Kathy Lowe, who I asked to come share this, but she, had to, um, uh, she was working with the, the children today. But she shared with us uh, um, several months ago and... Uh, how um, when she was a part of the, the session and the session worship task force that were really looking at, at worship and they were really pursuing that and praying through that, reading through the scriptures together and, and um, uh, really trying to listen to God, that, that she, she knew you know, that when you, you gather to worship, there's going to be people that do things that just don't connect to you. 
Yeah, and she understood that as part of being a you know, diverse group of people. And she didn't expect everything to be you know, exactly what, what she wanted. But, and so she said, you know, so I just learned to sort of grit my teeth through it. You know, just sort of endure it. Um, but in, in the worship task force, God revealed to her, no, you're missing out. Don't just, when the song isn't yours or when the dance isn't of yours, don't just sort of close your eyes and endure it. Look for me. Look, 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 look for where I am bringing joy. Maybe it's on the face of the person waving the flag, or maybe it's on the face of the person who's singing the song, or maybe it's in the, on the face of the, 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 the person who's bringing the word. Look for me. Because it's tap into that, that one voice of worship that, that, is, that is happening, that one voice of praise. Tap into that. It, it may not be yours, but Jesus will say, it is mine. Because it's tapping into others. Join in. Don't miss out. And I'm like, ah, oh, that was you know, a beautiful expression. Beautiful expression of, of what it means then to come together you know, as, as one. That we're looking for Jesus even as others worship in ways that may be different than ours. And, and, and i got great news. You know, that as we do that, it, it's, just, it's practice for the joy to come. Because this is what God's power will accomplish. As we just said, what God says, He will do. Well, now, what we know, and if you just turn the page to chapter 7, verse 9 through 12, this is our trajectory. I mean, like, God's eternal purpose is to bring one people in one voice to tap in, to to be that raging river of praise unto Him. And, And that is His purpose and plan, and He will fulfill it. And we see it here in John's vision of the heavenly host. Chapter uh, 7, verse 9. After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hand. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Yeah, just a little funny little anecdote. Just uh, two weeks ago I had somebody correct me. It's Amen and not Amen. Of course, she was she was about five years old, and and Mama always said Amen, and I said Amen, and so I got in trouble. But she's learning. It's all part of that one voice of praise that is our eternal purpose, that is our eternal destiny. So ne- next time that we come and gather in, in corporate worship, you know. Tap into that one voice that is God's voice alive in God's people. The eternal raging river of praise. Might give you something.
Let's, let's pray together. Almighty God, thank you for the privilege of joining with such a motley crew that you have brought together from the four corners of the earth, from the richest to the poorest, to those that have died, to those not yet born. Your power, Your might, and the sacrificial love of Jesus on the cross, and the power of the resurrection has qualified us to be Your people. We, we give You praise and thanks. We are overwhelmed, as we've been singing. We are overwhelmed with the privilege of giving You praise and honor, of bragging and boasting about You together. That which we know will be eternal. That which we know cannot be taken away. And that which feeds us, strengthens us, prepares us, makes it well with our soul as we engage with the world. Lord, what a blessing. And so we we stop and we, we give You thanks. And we seek your, your hand to, to continue to, to feed us. To show us as we gather that you hear, that you walk with us. That what you have said, you will do. And, and so, Almighty God, we bring before you the needs and concerns of our brothers and sisters, of one another. We, we bring them before you. You tell us to ask and to seek and to knock. So we, we come, Lord, before you. Hear the cries of our heart. We, we lift up to you Chip Wagner, a former member of this church who is in um, uh, intensive care at Christ Hospital with a very significant um, uh, disease. Lord, we pray your hand in peace and healing upon him. Lord, we, we lift up um, to you Robin Warner, and we, we thank you for the, the successful procedure um, that has, um, we, we pray, gotten rid of all the infection and all that was wrong, that you would bring healing and strength, and now strengthen her so that she will get, be able to, to walk again. And Lord, we, we pray um, for uh, the extended uh, family of, of Penny Sour and the Sour family in the, in the death of their uh, 11-month-old niece, the, the, the daughter of their 11... Uh, the 11-year-old daughter of their niece, 11-month-old daughter of their niece. Lord, such, such pain. We're probably wondering, why have you forsaken them? Lord, let you bring to them and tap into that one voice of praise that will feed them in the midst of such loss. Give them that sense of strength of the sure and certain hope of the resurrection. Lord, other, other needs and other, other concerns that are around us, Lord, we, we lift them uh, before You. We, we pray um, for your, your hand upon them, uh, Your healing, Your strength, to demonstrate Your power and Your glory, to magnify Your, your goodness and, and feed our, our praise unto You. Hear us, Lord, and now as we come to You seeking to be Your church um, without walls. Dear God, make us into your community for your glory. Connect us in Jesus no matter our differences. Lead us to serve the world like Jesus no matter the cost. 
Help us to celebrate You no matter the circumstances. We need You, Holy Spirit, to empower us for greater works than Jesus. Amen.